Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. And good morning, Doug. Welcome. Good morning, Stephanie. It's a great day. How are you? It is a beautiful day, and we've got a great show coming ahead of us. But before we do that, we first want to thank our sponsors. And first of all, we want to thank the Mindful Lab. Christine there is absolutely amazing, and you can find her at mindfullab.net. Also, Sunshine Family Hemp, Nature's Side of Health. Find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Their hemp is amazing. Their CBD. We have just, so both Doug and I use it and it's amazing. Also, we want to welcome oils by Ellie. There's an oil for that. You can find that and that is the wonderful essential oils. And that is oils by Ellie at gmail.com. We also want to invite you to check out Doug's very own channel on his YouTube channel. And that is called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. And it is absolutely phenomenal. He's had just some beautiful, beautiful shows on there. And I think, Doug, remind me, are you at 40? 40 yeah, we've 41? crossed 40. We're on our way to 50. So, yep, we just keep on moving. It's, it's amazing. So if you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch his videos. They are so, so wonderful. And a lot of our guests that we have on come from his shows. And yes. we're so wonderful to be able to do this back and forth. So without further ado, we have got one of our favorite couples on today, and I'm going to turn that over to Doug so he can do that introduction. You guys are going to love this show, so get your pen and paper ready because you're going to want to be able to reach out to them and talk to them when this is finished. It's going to be a fun show. We're excited about this. It is. Thank you. We're very privileged to have Jeff and Kathy Tykert with us today on the show. I appreciate personally having them on. I've known uh, Jeff for, oh, going pre- Pre-high school, way back in junior high. Careful, careful years. with the years. Careful yeah, with the years. years. We're, we're, <laughs> Jeff and I are still 25, so what can we say? <laughs> but, uh, right. So been a friend of Jeff's for, for a long time, and I'm grateful that our paths have crossed, have crossed again. So he and Kathy are with us, and uh, we've talked about my miracle station, and they've had some wonderful miraculous experiences in their life as well, particularly with their courtship and the things that they're now pursuing uh, with their uh, being able to, they've written a book about this now for Lily, for Lily, Love in Later Years. We're privileged to have them with us now. And so Jeff and Kathy, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank Thank you, Doug. Wonderful to have you guys here. So we're excited to hear your stories, the miracles that happened in in your stories. So we just go ahead and leave it to, leave it to what you like to do. And Stephanie, anything else you'd like to add? I tell you, it was so fun when I was calling these guys and talking on the phone. And they're like, where are you? And I'm like, this is at the exit. She goes, turn, hurry, get off. We're right there. <laughs> so it was so it was so awesome. So I did. I took the next exit. I mean, I think I crossed over four lanes to get off the next exit. But <laughs> like, wait, everybody, I got to turn. <laughs> but we had a great time at their house and got to get a copy of their book, which they're going to talk about. And those of you in video land, I'm holding it up right now. And it is called... Called intentional courtship and they will be talking about that in a little bit but i brought it so i could hold it up because we've yes. been having fun reading it it's a great yes. book 
So anyway, okay. Oh, stop talking, Stephanie. Turn it back over to you guys. We'd love to hear your story. So who gets to go first? You bet. Okay. Well, I want to talk about my story in the context sort of of how some of my greatest blessings have come from what I thought were tragedies. Mm. And uh, it begins back in 2006. I lost an election where I was running for the Washington State Court of Appeals. I'm an attorney. And that seemed to be the beginning of a series of cascading dominoes. I had had a relatively successful law firm that I built from scratch. That kind of went under. Um, I was affected deeply by the 2008 recession. And uh, I lost my marriage as part of that whole uh, series of events. and And our house got foreclosed. So uh, it was, yeah, it was one big devastating thing after another. And uh, I I tried several things over the next few years and nothing really worked. I felt really stuck in the mud. And part of it was I was just depressed. I mean, for four years, I woke up every day feeling like I'd been kicked in the stomach. And I carried that pain around all day long and I took it to bed every night. And I mean, it was an actual physical pain. Certainly. Wow. So I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really move forward. I felt like I I was constantly spinning my wheels. I tried several different things to get my career back on track. Nothing was working. And then at at the new year going into 2012, um, I was driving my kids back to their moms in Washington uh, where we had just spent the Christmas holidays and it was New Year's Eve. And I pulled off at the Flying J truck stop. And when I came out and got in my car, it wouldn't start. (laughs) And I tried all the things you normally try, cleaned the battery posts, you know, jumped it, everything that I knew how to do. And none of that worked. And we called a, a mechanic. And I mean, it's New Year's Eve. So it was a miracle that there was even somebody around. He was actually a tow truck driver. He said, I'm not an expert, but I think your timing belt's probably gone. Um, so you're going to figure out what to do because and that's nobody, big. nobody's going to be at work in three or f- within the next four days. So, you know, basically you need to, uh, to figure out what you're going to do from here. And I was really depressed I spent that night on the floor of the Flying J truck stop, the floor of the trucker's lounge with my two kids. And I knew I only had, you know, two or 300 bucks in my checking account. And I knew I didn't have the money to fix the car and nobody was going to be around to fix it for a while. And I really felt stranded and stuck. And I'm I'm just laying there on the floor feeling the worst shame of my life. Hmm. Well, I mean, ultimately, we got that taken care of. I borrowed some money from my folks to fix the car, and uh, they loaned me an old car, car to get the kids back to school on time. And so that all worked out. But I remember feeling so low about that. It was kind of like Scarlett O'Hara. With God as my witness, I'll never be hungry again. Right. You know? and, uh, and then a year later, around the new year, I began reflecting on this experience and realizing that my life wasn't very different. And it really bothered me. And so I did a lot of praying. And, and ultimately, the answer I got was, uh, you uh, are meant to shine, not to hide your light under a bushel. 
And I realized that even though I was working and I was trying to build a business, I was hiding. I didn't want to see people. I wasn't out and about doing things. Well, I made a very bold Facebook post uh, <laughs> about a particular area of the law that I, that I was good in. And that led to a career opportunity. And I went to Texas for three years. Oh, wow. And so things in Texas started to improve. I had a little money in my pocket. I was paying some debts off. I was starting to get more ahead than behind. And, and I remarried. And I, you know, I thought things were going pretty well. Then in a two-month period, I got laid off from my corporate job. I failed the Texas bar exam by one point. And Boy. my car died or was in the process of dying. And uh, for various reasons, I chose to end my second marriage. And so I had all of that going on when I came back to Utah the last time. And my, you know, my stress index was enough to crash a computer. Right. And right. Plus, I had just got custody of my youngest son, uh, and he was having some issues that, that I won't go into publicly, but I had that to deal with as well. So uh, I, I was in a pretty low point. Now, this is where I met Kathy. That's the situation I was in. I was broke. I didn't have a business. I didn't have a job. And I was couch surfing at my parents' house while I was trying to get a business up and running. And uh, wow. so, and, and, you know, thankfully, Kathy didn't just dismiss me out of hand. I told her all of this on the very first date. And I also told her, <laughs> um, you know, I am, I am uh, not in a position to get serious with anyone right now. I mean, it could develop over time, but I've got to get back on my feet. And, uh, and that is the situation when we met uh, from where I was. And I can go further, but maybe you want to save that for the next segment. I'm not sure. That sounds like it was very <laughs> truthful. That's a step of faith to tell on a first date. Well, this is where I really am. And that's, that's, that's rough. Yeah, I can understand. Well, you might as well, because if it's going to go to some place, it's going to go. If it's not, it's not. So <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. may run. Do it now. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, Kathy, let's go. Let's hear your side of the story. What your side of the story? That's not really good, right? What happened in your situation? I was married 14 years to the father of my two boys, and we got divorced in August of 20. No, 2012. Yes, August of 2012, okay. and that was just a few days short shy of our 14 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was interesting, the timing of it, just just that how it was the same week. I also had the the notice that it was final hand delivered to me by our mail person, which like never happens. I just happened oh to be outside. Really? And he handed it to me personally. Oh my. The final. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So I guess I want to tell a little bit of a story intertwined with this. Jeff talks about the the pain he felt in his stomach for four years. Mm -hmm. And for me, it wasn't for that long, but it was a very, very intense pain in my heart Mm. in, in my chest area where I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I remember once kneeling down and saying, I don't know how a person can live through this pain. 
I don't know how to do this. Really? Like, I just didn't even know it was humanly possible to feel that much pain and live through it. Oh my goodness. So for me, it was very, very intense. And, and then it was an overall anxiety and stress becoming a single mom and trying to figure out my life. Um, you know, well, and it's interesting that because the stories that I say, tell myself now about the situation are different than when I was in it. And so I'm trying to convey to the listeners the best I can, what I thought at the time, I thought my life was over. I felt really overwhelmed and I did get stuck. I got pretty stuck because I'd, I'd been married most of my, well, in fact, my entire adult life, I'd got married at 19. I'd never, you know, been a single adult after that. And Mm. I only, I think I did finish my college degree after we got married, but I, I'd only had one year of college before I got married. And so I really didn't have a lot of adult, yeah, singleness. And, And then all of a sudden to do that with two kids, I didn't get married to get divorced. That's something we hear a lot of people say, and that's definitely how I felt. I didn't get married to get divorced and I didn't sign up for being a single parent. Um, Sounds like your whole, yeah, your life gets turned upside down on a pin. It's like, what do I do now with this? I, I, it's almost like, and, and it's interesting that you both have people. physicalness. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Steph. Fear and grief There's a lot of people that are in that situation. Yeah. Well, and then on top of it, you're supposed to make all these decisions legally about how you share time with the kids, how you split money. How do you do that when your brain and your heart is just so wildly out of control? Really? I, I honestly don't know how I did it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was really hard. And we call it... Faith. We call it something because we see this in other people and it's like kind of a deer in the headlights look kind of like just a shock that you almost wear for like maybe six months or something. And, um, and that pain, even though we might experience in different places in the body, we call it the ache. Mm. And anyone who's been through a divorce knows the ache. Okay. Good description. We should add to that too. There's actually scientific evidence on this. They, they've looked, Michelle Wiener Davis talks about this, that they've done uh, functional MRIs on people that are going through an unwanted divorce and the same areas of their brain light up as the areas of people who are in physical pain. Interesting. And so rejection actually hurts. I mean, it's not, no other emotion is like that. Depression's not like that. Sadness is not like that. You go down the list of anger is not like that. When it comes to feeling rejected, the same areas in the brain light up as people that are actually in pain, physical pain. Wow. That's very good. That's very interesting. Wow, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, it was yeah. physically well, painful. It was physically painful for yeah. both of us. Yeah. We, we do know that when you are going through emotion, emotion will manifest in the physical. Right. So sure. things start to happen to your body. They're like, where's that coming from? I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating or mm-hmm. I'm overeating or I can't, you know, you just can't function because that emotional trauma will manifest in the physical. And that's what's that's what happens when you go through this. I know, been there, done that. But it's yeah. it is really tough. So go ahead, Kathy. Um, well, so I didn't know how to be alone. I had developed some codependent patterns both as the daughter of an addict and the wife of an addict. And a lot of those addictions were secret and they weren't anything I really even knew I was 
taking part in. Codependency can develop in a person when they don't even know that that dynamic is happening. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn more about that and figure out ways to overcome it. And I know for me at first, I thought, well, this is his problem. This is not my problem. And so I didn't take ownership and responsibility for my own healing because I put it outside myself. And I've since realized that that was a big mistake, that no matter who's responsible or who we think is responsible for something that's uh, created a problem for us, we ultimately are the ones that have to be willing to do the healing steps. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, even if you don't think it is your fault, it is definitely your problem. Well said. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because I was so codependent, I ended up in the next relationship that came along and I, it was a blessing in a lot of ways because I learned a lot about energy work and energy healing through his family. And I've done a lot of, of delving into that realm since, and it helps me in our coaching practice now to help others to heal faster and better than they might on their own. And so for me, that second marriage was part of my healing process and it wasn't what I intended. I, I went into it fully committed, but uh, in this case, I ended up experiencing some emotional trauma and uh, I, I actually, let's see. Let me, let me, I'm trying to just decide what I want to say here because I know the history of my former spouses. I, I think a lot of them in a lot of ways. Um, my, my first husband's a very good dad. He's very involved father um, to our two, two boys. And my second husband um, has a really sincere, caring heart. He just had a hard time managing his emotions. And so and, and when he would get upset, it would be everyone else's fault, and he didn't know how to stop. And uh, anyway, I, I just, I over time figured that it wasn't going to get better, not because I can't, I can't be responsible for someone else. And, right. and so I took myself out of that situation, and that felt very empowering, because this time it was my choice. Um, with my former spouse, we'd both made some bad choices. Um, and I had, well, at least I thought I had chosen to forgive and move on, but, um, when it, when the roles were reversed and I was acting out of pain and frustration, he didn't want to do the same. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, we both weren't very forgiving or accepting. I think we did a lot of judging. I think we did a lot of, um, uh, and this is where I learned a lot of my own role in, in the problem. And, uh, and, and then when I, you know, and I felt, I did feel abandoned. I felt rejected. I felt all of that. Um, and then after my second marriage and I, it became a fairly mutual choice and it's interesting how calm the home became, came as soon as we decided we were getting divorced and he was moving out. I mean, so much so that we even questioned yeah. it, but we're like, no. Like there's a reason why this feels right. <laughs> like this really? Feels, yeah. yeah. That's very telling. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and um, 
we're, we're not like in touch per se, but Jeff's met him and we've run into his family. Sometimes I became the stepmom to his daughter, his teenage daughter, and she now has babies of her own. And uh, we met him at one of, at her baby shower for, for her first child. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, he's a nice guy. I loved his family. And I think in a lot of ways they offered me a family that, you know, I'd lost. Cause that's one thing about divorce for a lot of people is that instead of having people show up to a funeral or something like a death of a loved one, um, they disappear. Half of the family that you had just go away. And that's one of the most devastating parts of divorce too. You don't just lose your spouse, you lose their family and a lot of half your world. Right. Um, so in our book, we talk quite a bit about uh, how that it doesn't have to be that way, that we don't have to choose, that we can be supportive of both parties, loving and kind, because I actually did experience that with one of the family members in my first marriage and several of the family members in my second. And that meant the world to me. That that means right. so, so much to a person who's getting divorced. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's great. That's wonderful. Exactly. That's, I know that was my experience with my divorce, my first divorce. It was like, I lost the whole family. Yeah. Everybody that was on that side, there was just nobody else that was willing to reach out and even have communication with me. It was, it was this, you're losing everything you've worked for for so long and it's gone and everything attached to it is gone. So Mm -hmm. I I appreciate you bringing that out there because I know there's a lot of other listeners that have gone through similar situations and feel the same way. Right. So I well, and, appreciate bringing that up. And something I, I think of a lot differently now than I used to is that no matter who you're divorced from, there are still a person. And I think we often objectify the people who we have stories about. Mm. <laughs> like he was a gaslighting narcissist or he was an addict or he was an emotionally abusive or whatever it is that we say about them tends to put them in a, in a a non-human form almost. Makes them like a cartoon character. Yeah. And so I think something that I've developed over time is a little bit more compassion, a little bit more understanding and um, just an awareness that we're all just human. We were probably all doing the best we knew how. I know that I am a better spouse for Jeff than I was for either of them because of what I've learned and how I've grown. And uh, just to bring us to the point where Jeff brought us. I, after getting divorced for the second time, I took a, the summer to heal. I, in fact, I insisted that we not do the, the rush for divorce thing. I wanted that three months to not date and to just be on my own and do the, you know, less codependent thing and, mm. um, and get ready to date intentionally. I wanted to find the very, very best person for me. I didn't want to just have that person come into my life. I wanted it to be someone I chose, someone that made the most sense out of everyone I would meet. And I wanted to meet a lot of people. So oh, that's really good. That's what that's, I did. So you don't just fall, go, go straight to the next emotional high or whatever. Saying, okay, that's the next one. As I wait, let's think this through a little bit. Okay. Right. And be willing to say no until I knew it would be awesome. And I told that Jet to Jeff fairly early on. And First date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love your first date styles. Yeah, that's good. 
<laughs> well, and I didn't go on a date with him until about a year after that initial decision to date really intentionally. And there were a lot of men I was dating. And it was interesting because I had this moment in time where I'd met all these wonderful people, but none of them felt quite right. And I was praying about it. And the thought came to me, join none of them. None of them are right for you. Mm. And <laughs> I, I remember feeling pretty disappointed and bummed out. But then I thought, you know what? This is what I want. I want to know if it's not going to be awesome. Yeah. So, Because you want awesome. You've already been there twice. (laughs) So we're going to get ready to take our first break. So I would like you guys to give the contact information, how anybody can get hold of you and get this really awesome book all this stuff that they're telling about right now it's it's mm-hmm. really it's it really is. fun by Fantastic. the way my, my husband john and i was playing you the two of you so he was reading jeff's part and i was reading kathy's part it was really hysterical <laughs> he's like jeff has a lot more words than kathy does <laughs> well it, later in the book kathy writes more but yeah but yeah that's great <laughs> it was just a riot we were having fun. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Give your contact information real quick, if you would, please. Okay. Uh, our website is loveinlateryears.com. And our, e- our email is the same, loveinlateryears at gmail.com. And that's a great way to get a hold of us. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcasting. I mean, all of it. We, we do all of that. Loveinlateryears at gmail.com is our common email address. Yeah, we both check that. I love it. That's oh, such and the a book. great name. You mentioned the book. And it's the book. on Amazon. It's an Amazon bestseller. Yep. You and can it, get it right. in hardback and, or a Kindle version. And it Fantastic. is amazing. Intentional courtship. What a perfect, perfect name. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take our break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't leave. You want to hear the rest of the story. There's a whole bunch more to this story. So stay tuned with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to mindfullab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at mindfullab.net. Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie, that's E-L-L-I-E, or email me, oilswithellie at gmail.com. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. 
Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We're so happy to have you here. This has been such a delightful show. And those of you that have been listening already, you're already laughing with us. I am. I mean, we've all been through there. A lot of us, there's been a lot of divorces, a lot of separate a lot of deaths, all different things, but they're talking about their divorces that they had had and what brought them together, which is so awesome. So we're going to have Jeff and Kathy Tiger come right back and start right back there with their courtship once they finally figured it out. <laughs> and I love the way they <laughs> say it in the book. In the book yes. is awesome. It's so great. This, this stories and the levels that you guys went through to figure out that he was the right one. I just, I, it was, it was delightful and fun. So I'm going to turn it back it. over to you and let's take it from that point. Great. Okay. So our first date was at an Indian restaurant. Well, let's back up. We met on St. Patrick's day. Oh yeah. We became <laughs> Facebook friends on St. Patrick's day. She had posted a thing looking for my lucky charm on that day without knowing. <laughs> that That's great. I like that. And I made no connection <laughs> to our friendship. In fact, we didn't even know until what, five years later, Facebook said, Face friend friend anniversary, you know, and so that's how, that's the only reason you know when we first connected. Oh, right, that's great. And, oh, and that's so, yeah, we met St. Patrick's Day that way, and I remember noticing Kathy before that in mid singles groups on Facebook. And there's a lot of negativity in those groups. A lot of people bashing mm. on the opposite sex mm. or telling horror stories about formers and. I noticed that Kathy made constructive, positive comments and insightful. And so I appreciated that. And that's why I sent her the friend request. And that's why I accepted his is because I noticed the same <laughs> thing in him. It, people stand right. out. Right. Singles stand out when they, they do that. And they're positive. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw her negative. picture, you know, when I clicked on her picture to, to send her the friend request, I uh, clicked on her profile. I saw her picture and I thought she looks like a 1940s movie star. Then, <laughs> she does. <laughs> that's awesome. I love, that's a great thing. Thought, Those of you that can't see, you need to see a picture of her. So find her yep. website and go on there and find it or watch yes. this on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> so the, yes. The, next, uh, the next thing I thought was she's going to be important to me. And I didn't, cool. I can't claim that I knew I was going to marry her then. I don't know if I could have even handled that kind of revelation at that moment. <laughs> but I did feel like she was going to be very important to me in the future um, from the first time I, I just laid eyes on her Facebook profile. Awesome. I love That's it. That's so cool. It is. That's really sweet. And, <laughs> and I just, we were saying before the show that we've gathered people into our love and later years community on Facebook. Our group has, I think, 1200 members and growing now. That's and awesome. we just Wonderful. love the dialogue that's happening there because it seems like we've attracted all of the people who are insightful, all the people who are were more like us and wanting to make more of their lives as single right. people. And 
Um, anyway, I, we're just very thrilled with the, the people that have come into our group and how much we learn from each other. Fantastic. Um, but anyway, it's just interesting that we now run a group, but that's how we met. And we don't even know which group. We just know we stood yeah. out to each other in that way. I've heard it said before, they sometimes say your mess is your message. And I love how you've been able to really sail with that and that you've got some experiences that people are now resonating with. They're talking about it. They're, they're speaking more, being more insightful. That's a good term there. Uh, and that's good because then, yeah, you're getting past just the emotions. Do I want this? Not left or right, left or right, but more of, okay, think this through. What step am I going to take? So I appreciate that. Yeah, and it wasn't a direct road to the altar for us. Oh, no. By no means. No, no. In fact, <laughs> our no love means. story is at the end of the book, and it's a lot of people's <laughs> favorite chapter because it is such a roller coaster. And it, it was, I was exhausted. We were exhausted. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so were we. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're glad of the outcome. It was like, come on, just get married already. Just get married already. Come on. Well, when you have loved and lost, you know, it can be scary. It really yes, can. Yeah. And so on our first date, which by the way, he was dressed up in a blazer and he was sitting there with a book that he had inscribed while he was waiting for me to show up. I'd never received a book, let alone an inscribed book on a date. So that's how our worship <laughs> started. That's great. And then um, we ordered some Indian food. We often go back to that restaurants at the same table. And I think it says love forever on a, like a little it does. <laughs> Like they always keep up this Valentine's decoration right there at that booth. I don't know why. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Because it's, it's your booth. That's it's right. Yes. It's your booth. Yeah. What have you done? Perfect. Um, anyway, so, the first date, the, actually the first phone conversation was amazing. Probably the best phone conversation I've ever had in my whole life. I mean, wow. he told me stuff he hadn't even told his, like, my a lot of, wife. yeah, a whole lot of people um, mm-hmm. at things that I really resonated with me in like a very deep right. and impactful way. Yes. Um, but then I think once we met, we just, I don't know, at least for me, I started like, of course, you know, you always question, is it too good to be true? Well, maybe it is. And, mm. you know, and we didn't know each other that well yet. And that first date felt yeah. like an interview for eternity. Um, oh, and yeah. we tell people to avoid the red flag interview, but the whole date was like that in, in a way. Um, and anyway, wow. I contacted Kathy the next day. Uh, uh, I think it was on Facebook. And I, I uh, asked her if she'd like to do it again. And, and she wrote back um, two or three days later and said no. <laughs> so okay. we were off it to must an have inauspicious been the Indian stop. food. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoot. Well, I think our Dagger in the heart. after that talk and it was just incredibly high, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so we, a couple of weeks later, we started dating again. And uh, we were on again, off again until I don't remember when that conversation at Zupa's was. She invited me <laughs> to eat with her at Zupa's. And when she offered to pay for the soup, I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> um, She's gonna turn that be a, let that be a warning to all you men out there. Oh, man. So, so anyway. Warning flag, um, warning flag. So, so we broke up. She had agreed to be exclusive with somebody else. 
And then they broke up the next day. But she didn't tell me this for some time. <laughs> I was wow. trying to be brave. I was trying to be brave and choose because I was just dating so many people and I just wanted to not do that at that moment. And I just went away. I just went a certain way and then it just didn't work out. Okay. <laughs> so we started dating wow. again a couple of weeks after that, a uh, few weeks after that, I guess. Um, <laughs> Which we call our second round. Yeah. Right. Understandably. Well, so, we're running. We're running short on time, so we've got to get to the rest of the story. Come on! Right, I know well, you guys made it together. I know you did because you're together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two days before Christmas, I thought I needed this to do something. After we started dating again, yes, yeah. I thought I needed to do something, <laughs> and so I decided to 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 transition that relationship to friendship on the 23rd of December. Jeff was not happy about it. He didn't yeah. respond well either. So I just thought, oh. Okay, well, maybe I made a good choice then. Maybe because interesting, <laughs> yeah, wasn't very right. nice about it. Um, <laughs> and then I, I figured out along the way, I was turning down everybody with serious intentions for for people who I didn't really have a future with because I wasn't ready, and I, I was finding that I wasn't ready because mm. that I knew it because of the choices I was making. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, yeah. okay, if I really want what I really want in life, I'm going to have to to get to come to get overcome this, right? And then Jeff, in right. the meantime, was like, well, I'm just going to try and make the most of my life. And we both did elevating things that year in 2017, the year that we did not date, that we did actually <laughs> form, forge a friendship and oh. go to significant things in each other's life, like his son's mission homecoming. Okay. Uh, he came into a fireside that I played violin for. Um, Wonderful. Just, That's great. Yeah, I oh. spent several days with you around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Too. And I also yeah. I attended uh, his great-grandmother, Minerva Tigert, her art exhibit at BYU. He invited Yes, me. you guys heard that name, Minerva Tigert. That is his grandmother. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, they threw a dinner there for our family, and so he, that was kind of neat. He knows how much her artwork meant to me, and so he invited right. me, and that was awesome. Um, I actually, Very on the cool. way, um, I got a call from a friend who got engaged, and he told me, he said, when I go, when I started going in the right direction for me, it felt right. It felt good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't felt that yet. So I knew to watch oh. for that. But I was on the way to see Jeff for the first time since we ended the, the dating relationship. <laughs> and just little things like that, that, and ultimately, he said, whenever you choose the guy and the temple, I'll get you, you know, a special thing, um, you know, and so it's just like, for me, it was kind of this synchronicity, right. And then, uh, fast forward. How much time do we have? Cause I just a couple minutes. About okay. Five. All right. Can I, can I go? Go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we started spending more time together late, um, late in the year in 2017. And I kind of started to think that there might be something there, but I was t- dating two other men that were actually really good prospects. I had, like I said, we'd both done elevating things that year. We'd both, done things to get more ready right. for a, a companion. And he was Positive dating two people. I was, dating I, I was people. trying to choose between two people also. And the revelation I kept getting every time I prayed about it is the woman you love is right in front of you. And it's not either of these two. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's strong. interesting. Isn't I it? like that. That's, yeah. I love those kinds of poignant 
points. <laughs> so New Year's Eve, uh, why does it always happen on New Year's Eve? I don't know. But on New Year's Eve, I stayed home. I didn't go to a dance or anything. I stayed home. I watched We Bought a Zoo. I summed up my <laughs> 20 seconds show. of insane courage. And I wrote her a handwritten letter asking her to date me for marriage. Which took long, more than 20 seconds. The 20 yes. seconds was when you put it in the mail. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wrote it out. Was, it was just getting it in there, right? Oh, that's great. There, there were times, though, while I was writing it that I thought maybe I should build in some hedging or some plausible deniability. <laughs> I'm like, no. That, that know, is attorney say, talk. That's attorney talk for all you out there talk. that are trying yeah. to figure out what he's talking about. I was, <laughs> I, I was tempted to say things like, now, I'm not sure what I want yet, but I'd like to see and all that. And I said, no, I do know what I want. I'm yeah. putting it down. And it, it's in the book. It's a very bold letter. And yeah. we wow. never talked about uh, anything more. And we never talked about the dating relationships we had. That was just kind of a thing we had. Yeah. And so he didn't know that I was considering between two people. And he, I think if he had been vague at all, I think I probably would have had to like, why don't you keep going with those other two or, you know, and just right. Not right. things, right? Okay. Um, so it turned out to be wise that it was a bold and very clear statement of a letter. Yeah. <laughs> so you know exactly what he was wanting. I kind of knew as soon as I got a letter in the mail about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Dear John only takes one line on one page. So, yeah. Right. Different story. <laughs> wow. Six pages handwritten. Yep. <laughs> Both sides. Okay. So we've only got a few minutes. I want you to fast forward because I love your trip. That The trip that you mm. took was so cool. So I want you to just touch on that really quickly. And then let's go on to what you're doing now and how you're helping so many other people with this. Okay. Yeah. Well, on our way to that trip, just a couple of days ago, we, we, we celebrated on the 29th of January, our third first kiss. And it was, it, it was okay. amazing. I mean, after a whole year of not dating each other. And I was, I was starting to shift my heart towards him. It was, it was kind of this defining moment. And then I had this idea, this crazy idea to go to Africa for spring break. (laughs) My kids were with their dad and my sister had recently gotten married to an Ethiopian man there and we hadn't met him. And Jeff is an attorney with these awesome legal skills. And so he helped with immigration paperwork for them while we were there and we got engaged on a safari chasing oh down goodness. wild zebras in southern Ethiopia. Now, who else can say that? Seriously, I mean, really. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Was it. Beautiful. It was so fun. Yeah, that's fantastic. It was a pre honeymoon. We figured if we could still just like really want to be together after 10 days, 24 7, yeah, maybe yep. we could get married. <laughs> Best you decision know, we ever made. Oh, yeah. wow. And the best advice to spend time with that person and see if you can see him in all different ways and then go, whoa, I really like, still like him. And okay. we chose the 11th of May to get married because we love the synergistic effect of one plus yeah. one equaling a, not two, but 11. 11. Uh-huh. Which, you know, we're more together. We're, we're so much more together than we are even individually added together. And oh, so I like that. I like that. One plus one is yeah. 11. That makes sense. Well, I, I, I see the and point. then a few days later, Jeff figured out that we are exactly 11 years, 11 mar- months apart to the day. <laughs> and then three years wow. later, we figured out we got our patriarchal blessings 11 years and 11 months apart to the day. 
from it each other. It just keeps getting better and better. Wow. Exactly I remember you mentioning that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> so good thing you did that in Africa. Way to go. Okay. Gosh, that is incredible. So let's jump forward now because, okay, so you got married. I know that wasn't much time, right? You guys were on like a deadline trying to get your we wedding done. May 11th after we got back, I think. Yeah, end of March, first of April, something. Yeah, like that. I was yeah. gonna say it was only like what six weeks or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great wedding. We planned it quick, and it was wonderful. And thanks, <laughs> President Monson, for speeding up the amount of time <laughs> you need to get your sealing clearance. Wow, <laughs> big difference there, isn't it? That? That's awesome. Okay, let's get forward to Lily to eleven later years. I love that name. That is such a great name. That is. So tell us how, what that is about, how that's helping people. And maybe if you got just a quick minute, tell us one of your miracle stories. Yes. I mean, we already know yours. What is there a miracle story of your group or your work or the things you've done that you've been able to well, see happen? Love to hear. Let, it. let me wind up one thought on our story that also leads to into Lily. Okay. Um, I just feel like I look back at you know, the hard luck story I told you guys at the (laughs) beginning of this. And I think I married this amazing woman. If I hadn't lost my first wife and my second wife to divorce, I wouldn't have Kathy. I wouldn't have her two sons. If I hadn't uh, gotten laid off from my corporate job out in Texas, I might still be running oil and gas titles out in East Texas rather than uh, giving advising the governor and the attorney general on important constitutional law issues, which is much more of a passion for me. And so, wow. I mean, wow. when I look at all of these tragedies, they add, they ended up opening the door to the most, to the greatest blessings I have, you know, other than my, my other two well, kids. Well, an intentional but. courtship wouldn't exist. Lily wouldn't exist. Every time we do yeah. anything together, we're like, can you imagine doing this with anyone else? I mean, it wow. just makes sense, right? Yep. And, exactly. Um, he started the book, uh, Intentional Courtship, five years before we met. And, and he, <laughs> it's the book he wished he would have had. So we started writing it, but then he decided he wasn't ready to finish it. And then I joined him. And in four months, we wrote the whole thing. That's awesome. But then over a year, it it took us over a year to perfect it. And while we were perfecting it, we grew love in later years. And as a, as a part of that process, we started our podcast, Lily pod. Uh, We're on most major networks, two words, Lily pod, Lily pod, everybody, Lily Lily pod, pod. And um, in more podcast, Lily pod. Uh huh. Right. And then, uh, in recent months, we've been really growing our YouTube channel. We've been putting out a professional video every week and shorts. So we'd love for people to go and subscribe to Lily Tube. Um, you can you can research it on so you can find all the links on our website, loveinlateryears.com. Or you can also search search, search us up on this uh, the YouTube app under Love in Later Years. We're also coaches. And uh, we both enjoy um, helping mid-singles to navigate the pain and perils of divorce, as well as um, help to coach them on relationships and dating. And, and we do premarital coaching as well. So. so, Jeff, really quickly, for those of people that don't know what mid-singles means, what is mid-singles? You refer to well, quite a few times. What is that? that? So anyone beyond the possibility of a first marriage in their 20s? is who, what, who we would consider a mid-single. Someone who 
at their life and their love life gets a little more complicated because it usually includes either uh, never having been married later into life or I not never, not yet married later into life. Um, and, or, or, or widowhood or, or divorce, divorce right. um, kids, custody, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we like to tackle all of the issues that are, get complex with those situations. And okay. so we're, yeah, so we, we serve um, singles of all kinds, those who have not yet had a chance to be married, those who have lost a spouse to widowhood or those who have divorced, or maybe sometimes a combination, um, you know, sometimes people okay. experience both, but yeah, we love coaching. Uh, we both have our graduate or undergraduate degrees in family and human development. And then we went on and got our life coach certification. So uh, we're, we're in a good position to serve and help those help uh, recover those who are going through similar things to what we did to recover faster and to create the life that they want. Yeah, if you have the ache, awesome. uh, it doesn't need to go on for four years like it did for me. Interesting. Um, come and come and talk to us. We, we could we've have got healed, a lot of great strategies. Yeah, we could have healed a lot faster if we'd that. known the things we know now, and that's okay. what we want to help people to do. The yeah. ache. Okay, that's that's awesome. So all of our listeners out there, we've only got a few more minutes left. Again, just check out everything. I I have thoroughly enjoyed watching your videos, and give us a little shout out on the the news report you just did because i think this oh. is really cool and people can go find that right this was a little bit of a miracle somebody just found us uh one of the producers at ksl tv5 here yeah. in utah yeah just found us i don't know how they found us i think they said maybe instagram uh, on instagram she thinks but yeah. anyway they just emailed us and said would you like to come do a segment on i think it was uh the navigating seg- the world of second chances yes and we lost you. Awesome. And within That's a week, we were on TV. That was so cool. Now, that is that fantastic. posted on your website? Is that on your website? They can go and watch that? Not um, yet. It will be, link. though. It we will. don't have it okay. on our YouTube channel yet, but we've posted links on all our social media. It's also, yeah, it's okay. in the Love and Later Years group on Facebook as well. So. Um, you have to scroll but down a little bit, but not too far. Well, and I was telling you okay. before the program that Instagram now has this cool thing. So now we're posting all the a link, a link to our podcast every week and a link to our YouTube videos every week and then link, sorry, in the, our stories and then sharing them to the highlighting them in our. So like right on our cover page of our Instagram page, you can actually go find a bunch right. of links to our podcasts and our YouTube videos. That is um, so and I cool. hope anyone on cool. Facebook will come join us yep. because it's and I've an seen amazing that. That's awesome. singles group. Yeah. Well, well and it's actually I, I get them all for, it's fair for, for married later married couples too. So it's actually for yeah. all of us to learn and grow from each other because we all have those complex right. issues. I mean, even with us being married, we're still dealing sometimes with past traumas, you know, and healing them as they come up again. Right. We know? all right. are. That's a good yeah. We have great tools to work with you know, to help people. So those traumas don't blow up their relationships. Right. Which is so, so, so important. Oh, they totally can. If you let things fester. Oh, so, so true. So I want everybody to make sure that you're getting on there. Give your contact one more time. We're almost out of time. I want everybody to be writing this down because I have thoroughly enjoyed 
watching yeah. and getting on the links and following this is like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. Oh, this is, oh, oh I can resonate with that. Or, oh, yeah. I did not know we, that. <laughs> we also send out a weekly Lily letter to our subscribers. So if they yes. go to loveinlateryears.com, put in their email address, we'll just email them a nice elevating, like short little thing each week, along with a link to our current podcast and video. That's awesome. I look forward to that every week. It's like, and our contact information is is on there as well, as well as what we offer. Um, Actually, Jeff has written more than 200 articles that are on Lily gems. And we, um, and he also now writes a weekly article for Meridian magazine. I think it's meridian.com, but anyway, Google Meridian magazine and, I write um, the mid singles column every week now. Yeah. And so then if you want to email cool. us love in later years at gmail.com, same as our, our, our website, but add at Gmail. Yeah. Okay. That's so, so easy. What a perfect name. <laughs> I think it's so easy. It's like, yes, this is fun. You well, guys if you're are 27 and divorced or something, don't think this isn't you because if you're beyond the possibility of that first marriage in your twenties, um, well, we, we want you in our group and, and if we you're, can help you. And if you're not ready to date yet, same thing, because of the first eight chapters of intentional courtship are about healing and right. coming. And you've to got to do that first. Peace. Yep. Yes. And that's on, um, that's available from our website. Um, and also on right on Amazon intentional courtship. Um, we hope right. a lot of people will pick it up and, and read it because it's it, people have been telling us that it's been life-changing for them. You guys are it is. I'm going to hold this up again real quick. We've only got a few seconds left. So I want to tell you, Jeff and Kathy, love you guys. Thank you so much, Doug. You're my hero. I love you. And you guys <laughs> have you guys. an absolutely fantastic day. Remember to be happy and healthy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.